A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Peter. We're back in a hot, hot studio. It's hot in the city, Mark. It's too hot in the it's city. It's too hot it's, in the city. It, do you know what? We're in the middle of London and nobody is involved in knife crime <laughs> because it's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot tonight. Well, lucky, lucky bloody escape for the mayor, eh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and his the mayor, who, Trump balloon. I love... It's, I love our mayor. It's good, that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I like, I like all mayors. I like the mayor from Sheffield. Yes, he's, he's cool. good. He called uh, Donald Trump a waste man. He did, which is, which is excellent. And he turned up to uh, his council meeting in a sombrero. Yeah, what was He that was about? just going, let's have a National Mexican Day. Oh, good on nice. him. I think his name is it's something along the lines of Magic Magic. Like Majid Majid. <laughs> uh, he is... He is Magic. Great news. Uh, I also don't mind Manchester's Mayor Andy Burnham. Yes, I've met him and interviewed him and he was very sweet and very nice. Ah, what did you interview him about? His um, new single? About the atrocious uh, bombing. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't suddenly realise it was going to be glad that. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm Lord not laughing. Mark Fred Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Hey, hey, look, why don't we talk about something else? Wrestling. Wrestling. Uh, we, are, we are in 1995 mm. uh, for wrestling. WrestleMania 11. Here's something I did notice, right? You're going to see it in the next match as well, which right. is uh, the Smoking Guns, the Tag Team Champions, yes. against Owen Hart and mm. uh, Yokozuna. Um, this is 1995, and I was sort of going, oh, I wonder what I was doing in 95. When you see them with their mullets and stuff, <laughs> 1995, we were like two years into Britpop. Oh, yeah, hugely. Like, Blur yeah. were at yeah. number one. Yeah, and I look at this and go, how come America are like <laughs> still in the like, early 80s? This is nuts. But the rest has always had mullets, uh, like the proper um, skullets and stuff. It, it seems like it's still six years later than they should have them. <laughs> I, found, I found it really weird. I was yeah. thinking like, everyone was like super cool in 95. <laughs> really were. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it, was, it was different with like, Brits and Cool Britannia like, business, wasn't it? It was like... I mean, I mean, for me, it's very much that's the era of Gail Porter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and when I look at Yokozuna rolling around the ring, I think we really did nail 95 compared to the Americans. <laughs> um, one of the, uh, the uh, they finally get their dressing room um, shot. Obviously, the whole kind of like, through line for this whole thing is that they can't find Pamela Anderson. Yeah, because, which, she's, legitimately because she's legitimately missing. Wanting to get out of this. <laughs> because of a problem with a Randy Shawn Michaels and her furious husband, Tommy Lee. Yes. Yeah. I mean, fair play for to Tommy Lee to have a crack at a wrestler. Yeah. They're big guys and not a fight. Yes, absolutely. Mm. I, and uh, I mean, Shawn Michaels, I think at this stage, this is the golden era of Shawn Michaels being a massive problem. Right. And he is off his fucking tits. And he is <laughs> he is going through. I think 95 is the peak year where he is being beaten up in public by Marines and he's having his head slammed indoors. And it's just 
uh, he is living a nightmarish but brilliant <laughs> lifestyle that is envious but not something you'd want to do. No, nice to watch. Yeah, worse to be around. I, I imagine he is he is probably having sex with something like between an eighth and a sixth of every woman on earth. <laughs> he is he is just the best. So he naturally sees Pamela Anderson and goes. This is very much something I'm going to try. Sure time. Absolutely. It's sure time. Absolutely. And, and he almost scuppers wrestle fucking mania. <laughs> well done, Sean. Yeah. Um, this, this match uh, with, with Owen Hart and Yokozuna, there's something really interesting about this. So yeah, uh, by this point, Owen is really becoming the big sort of bad guy yes. in WWE. He's had a long feud with Bret Hart. Mm. It's carried on and it's doing really, really well. He was originally due to win the Tag Team Championship with Jim the Anvil Neidhart, right. who was previously with Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation. But Jim has been let go because he's been problematic. So they work out who they're going to put him with. Mm. And it's not announced until the day of WrestleMania. And on WrestleMania, they say it's Yokozuna. And everyone goes, oh, I haven't seen him for a while. He's back. Uh, I don't know really where he's been. He's, he's been losing the belt over the year and stuff like that and fighting Bret Hart. Mm. But he's been getting the belt. He was, <laughs> if anything, mate. He he's was been getting, getting notches. He was not the person who they were going with for a long time. Okay. The person who they were going to go with was going to be Chris Benoit. Ah. So this is uh, uh, 1995. Chris Benoit is making waves in ECW. Yes. He's a Canadian. He was sort of uh, trained by Stu Hart in the dungeon, like mm. Owen Hart and Bret Hart were. Yeah. And the WWE had looked at him and they'd given him some tryout matches. And so he'd, he'd done a bit of work with them, but they decided ultimately they thought he was too small. Right. Uh, Owen, uh, Chris Benoit also was working a lot with New Japan. Mm. So he was taking part in the Best of the Super Juniors tournament, this great, which you've seen a night of a mm. few years back. Um, he was taking part in that and New Japan had a working relationship with WCW. He didn't really want to turn his back on New Japan, so he went with WCW. Yeah. But they were very, very close to, to revealing him on that night as the partner and then they would have gone through. Oh. So that would have been another match that they refused to talk about. <laughs> the interesting thing, he, he had a couple of tryout matches. I think he had a match against Ted DiBiase, but he also had a match against Owen Hart. And oh. that is one of those fabled matches that people have always said, I wonder what that was like. That yeah. must have been great. Owen at this period is the best he's ever been. Mm. Chris Benoit is as hungry as he's ever been. Yeah. That match will literally never see the light of day <laughs> that has gone. Oh, that's uh, is it sad? I don't even, I don't know to be honest. It's it's not sad. It's alternate wrestling timelines. Mm. It's uh, it's it's just one of those things. You know, it, it's always going to be hard when we talk about Chris Benoit to not feel like you have to codicil it. Yes, and you do have to codicil it mm. if you don't know Chris Benoit. Uh, later goes on to uh, murder his his wife and son, mm. and then kill himself. But then you cut us a lot with uh, his brain was jelly. Yeah, and he was a steroid abuser. Yes, and you know all of these things. And it's just like it's, it, it it's, doesn't excuse it, but I might explain it. it. It's a really tricky one. I mean, there was something done by the Wrestling Observer, which is the the the, the industry newsletter, mm. and they have a hall of fame. And right. prior to to his death and the murder of his family, Chris Benoit had been voted into the hall of fame, mm. and they took the decision to say, "Do we vote to take him out?" Mm. And they had a vote, mm. and the vote was slightly over to keep him in. But they decided to codicil it, so yeah. they have a little asterisk that just says, we took this decision as to whether to kick him out. We just, it was voted to keep him in, but this is the reason we did it. And mm. I think there is a thing you do have to say with Benoit. It's, a, it's just one of those things. That thing he did at the end of his life colours everything that comes yeah. before. And it's impossible to talk about him and not have to say in some way, we are aware of the enormity of what he did. It's a funny thing because he is a very, very good wrestler. Yeah. He's a great performer. And coming up, we're going to see him do one of the, the great main events of all time that ends with him in the ring. 
Um, it, it, the way that the WWE have handled it has been exemplary, but it is still just a weird thing that Bizarre you get. Bizarre that, that, yeah, yeah, that, Nobody knows what to do with it. I, I quite often will be watching a match that Benoit's in, mm. and I find myself going, "Why? Why did? What happened to? Oh yeah." Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it just that makes guy. everything. You know, there's the, the number of matches as well that he's in where the commentator says something that you can view through the prism of what Benoit ultimately did, and then it's a bit like, oh, that was an unfortunate line. <laughs> everything comes back to that one big thing that hangs there. Hugely sad news. Sad news. Um, Yokozuna is is the uh, the surprise tag team partner. Yokozuna has got a weird thing he's doing here, where he spends his whole time looking like he's unnerved. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like he sort of goes. I'm going to die soon. I'm I, don't I know. cannot believe the size Yokozuna is in this match. Mm. And I know he was big in the last one. Yeah. I cannot believe he goes on for a further five, count them, five years. Five years. Incredible. And five years of consciously trying to put on weight. It's just <laughs> so unbelievable. Amazing. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see how there's hours in the day. <laughs> to put that amount of calories in your how, body. How in a year can you put on 100 pounds? The heartburn alone. Oh, Mark. can you imagine? The heartburn but alone. You must be burning calories just by... Being that size. By even ordering the food online. <laughs> You're like, because I'm so huge, this, this will literally cost 2,000 calories for me to click my mouse. Yeah. I don't know to, how to he does it. To get the notes out of your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> to carry that amount of nortage in your wallet to um, pay for the food that you're going to eat uh, uh, he, burn is, calories. he is amazing. And what's kind of funny as well is that this period where, where everyone's sort of saying, look at the damage you're doing with these steroids. Mm. No one's going, look at the fucking damage you're doing with Yokozuna. <laughs> and, and these aren't illegal things. This no. is just cream. <laughs> just, just drinking buckets of cream. Oh, man. Um, I... Really like the fact that Lala um, only notices Mr. Fuji is there halfway through the match. <laughs> he goes, Oh, Mr. Fuji's here. And <laughs> you notice him come in. Oh, and you only Fuji. notice him because he comes out with a big Japanese flag. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, again, they've got the great thing there of uh, Jim Cornette is also part of the entourage. And that's right. because Fuji, the one thing you have to do as a manager is move quickly to interfere or say something on the mic. Neither of those things are things he can do, so he just <laughs> hangs around like a sort of, I don't know, like, like a little ghost, haunted by Mr. Fuji. It's so weird. Uh, but, uh, so Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn were the smoking guns mm. with two ends, which are very enjoyable. Yes. Uh, again, you know, cowboys. Yeah, yeah. fucking cowboys. Um, I like Bart Gunn's Wikipedia, though. Uh, Michael uh, Polchlepeck, yes. born December 27th, 1963, is an American electrician, retired professional wrestler, <laughs> and mixed martial artist. Oh. I just like how this started with... Electrician. Yeah. <laughs> American electrician. I'm a real American electrician. In 1995. Two pins, baby. They'd have given him that as a gimmick. That would have been a great a spark gimmick. plug. <laughs> there is spark plug. That's what he got. Plug? Oh, no. You need another one. No eyebrows. Uh, Johnny, Ohm's, no eyebrows. Ohm's law. <laughs> Ohm's law would be amazing. Ohm's law Yeah, that's like a is kind of like amazing. <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like, oh my God, I can, I can picture that young bloke. Ohm's law. <laughs> um. I, I, do you know what? I was desperate. <laughs> trying to think of what the finishing move would be and I realise I know nothing about electricity <laughs> I know nothing at all um, what was what's that thing that you hold your hand to and it makes the crackle come over that is oh what um, oh god what's that like it, a lightning ball thing isn't it oh a plasma like plasma ball isn't it plasma like, ball oh, yeah plasma <laughs> ball uh, Van der Kraft generator would be, another, would be another move good Who's the uh, famous, um, uh, what's the man? Faraday, that one. Faraday. Faraday. The Faraday cage would be a move. The Faraday cage. Uh, what That's else? a submission move. That's great. <laughs> Who's the one that David Bowie played? That's in, one I was trying to think uh, of. David um, Bowie played tes- tes- Tesla. 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 Nikol- mm. Nikolai Tesla. The Nikolai Tesla bomb. <laughs> <laughs> really weak. Nice. NTB, that sounds better. The elephant killer. 
He killed an elephant, didn't he? Did he? Tesla, yeah. I, I think he did, yeah. He, he, he was... He was trying to prove how good his electricity was compared to somebody else's. Uh, I think he's DC rather than AC. Why? His electricity can only maim an elephant. <laughs> and so he killed an elephant. There there's, a video, there's a video online of him doing it. It's I'm going to prove how good my karate is by killing an elephant. That would be amazing. One, two, three kids just fucking <laughs> kicking the shit out don't of think, elephant. Don't think there hasn't been a conversation at some point in wrestling history where they've gone, have elephant. we got a sick have elephant that? <laughs> that the crusher can do in? Oh, I'd watch that. Um, the, the smoking guns um, uh, uh, Billy Gunn goes on to be uh, Mr. Ass the Ass Man Billy Gunn oh wow yeah Good. so he's very much at the start of his career here so we had um, the Ass Man and we had uh, what's his name being the booty man um, uh, Brutus Beefcake Brutus became Beefcake the booty, booty man. man a slight sort of actually a bad pale imitation rip off of uh, uh, Billy Gunn badass <laughs> Billy Gunn oh, right. why you'd rep that one off I've no idea <laughs> you still see Billy Gunn does a lot of sort of independent stuff right uh, he was tr- a trainer for a brief while but I believe he got uh, caught with some kind of steroid and they moved him on right but he still does independent stuff and he does quite a lot in Britain and it will just say because he can't sort of necessarily uh, the WWE trademarks he's got to sort of get around it yeah. sometimes it will just say on the flyer you know, ass man. Like and it's just really like, oh, mate, if you don't know what this is, again, if you're like a normal person and you see that, you'll go, well, I'm certainly never ever going to watch wrestling. <laughs> it's like the sort of, it's like a, it's like a home filmed um, set of videos you find on like X Hamster <laughs> or Tube. Yeah, there's uh, in the steroids trial, one of the uh, defense lawyers uh, called wrestling America's Dirty Secret. Yeah. He said nobody will ever admit to watching it. Of course they won't. There's a man called Ass Man <laughs> appearing at a Methodist church. In Bushy, I'm not. I'm not. This is not the sport for me. You if know, you saw when you were trash, you'd be like, "I'll oh, just get to the tits." Get to the tits. I've got a black and white television um, room. You will. You will enjoy. Now, Bart Gunn was the one really that they thought this guy's got a big career. Okay. And in 1998, they have a brilliant thing because the UFC is big. They say to the wrestlers, "We're going to do a thing called the Brawl for All, and it's legitimate, proper fighting. So you're <laughs> going to do a tournament. We'll do it on Raw. Right. It backfires into being one of the most." devastatingly bad ideas ever <laughs> so they have this thing and it's it's the a, a the matches are all genuine but boring right uh, b the people that they want to do well get knocked out really humiliatingly and their <laughs> careers never recover but the person who they do, don't realize is going to be the eventual winner of this tournament against all the hard man people mm. is bart fucking gun right which they didn't want they didn't want like, at all <laughs> they had nothing to do with him and so oh man it culminates in a wrestlemania i I think it's uh, probably about WrestleMania. I'd say it's around about 15. I'm not 100% sure. But there is a legitimate uh, boxing MMA match at WrestleMania involving <laughs> wow. Bart Gunn and Butterbean, if you remember him. I do remember He him was a sort bit, of yes. novelty uh, boxer who was just huge and was devastatingly powerful. <laughs> and let's make it clear, if they didn't think Bart Gunn was going to win that tournament... They made fucking sure he wasn't going to win that match. <laughs> You're going to really enjoy that. It's one of the greats. Amazing. One of the greats. Um, Owen Hart at one point says to the crowd, I'm the best and you all love me, which I really liked. <laughs> which I'm going to take as my mantra. Uh, um, Owen sorry, just writing down T-shirt three. <laughs> I'm the best and you all love me. <laughs> I'm a lot of ideas, man. Um, Owen did a lot of work in this match. He was yeah. doing all of the work in yeah. this match. I, I, like... I think you can really see in, in a down period, mm. Owen Hart is given a chance to run. And do you know what? He never drops the ball. Yeah. He is. He is. He is the. Apart from Shawn Michaels, 
He is the MVP of mm. WWE 95, 94, he's, he's 95. Very, he's very good in this match. Really, in, really, in, really in, good. In rather trying circumstances. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's, um, uh, again, the Smoking Guns were just one of those those groups who, if you were a legitimate wrestling fan and you grew up watching your NWA and your Harley Race and your Ric Flair, mm. it was impossible not to look at them and go, they just look like a couple of strippers. There was something immediately off-putting <laughs> as someone who liked wrestling about the two of them whooping and hollering and wearing those really skinny fucking jeans. And it, uh, there was just something something about it that they didn't look like legitimate wrestlers um they they are they're good they're fine it's just the funny thing they were th- scrawny at a time when no one else was scrawny right yeah and yeah. uh this uh, man it's uh this is the first time owen hart ever gets given any um wwf gold oh is that so, right yeah this ah. is the first time he wins the tag belts so yeah because uh, he takes both of them doesn't he and waves them around he does and actually cool. he he this really propelled him he has he has some some very good years coming up right where he's just this great great in the ring arrogant outside of it and really sort of like i deserve everything i've got and he is mint mm. he is right good um, um talking of hearts the next match we go to next match is, is Bret, Hart Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund well after uh, well to be honest we got to remember that there's the shitty blimp cam in, in before that oh. they've got like a blimp with stridex written on it stridex <laughs> what's stridex stridex is one of those it's like an acne uh, liquid. So Stridex, they, they used to. I, I was, I, do you know? What? I was trying. I saw the blimp and I was trying to remember. I used to have one that was like a Clearasil. Clearasil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, remember yeah, Clearasil? Yeah, you yeah, put yeah. it on um, Biactol. It was yeah. Like, kind of, it was a liquid. So Biactol was, was like a soap, and Clearasil was like a, a, a liquid that you put yeah. on cotton wool. It was like a stringent. Yes. And then you'd rub it on. And it that's really, what Stridex really is. Really stung. Yeah. And Stridex really used to come in pads and stuff like that oh. that you'd, you'd rub off. And you remember those pads and they'd look dirty. Yes. That was great. I loved that. Yes. Well, all those Clearasil adverts with. God, who was the woman out of? It was uh, Jenny Ricky, Garth. Ricky. Oh, of, Patsy Palmer. Uh, Patsy Palmer was in yes. one. Of them, I Do you know? I saw one of those the other day. It must have been on some sort of like celebrity when they were younger. I think I saw that with Dale Winton, didn't it? That's right. That's yes. <laughs> yeah. A great show. A great a fantastic show. Fantastic. A great show. show. And it makes you remember. At the time, we were all like Patsy Palmer. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Looked at her now. I was Knock like, out. She is sensational. Knock out. She is sensational. I don't know what she's been doing, but Patsy, I know, you, I know you're a big fan. Please come back. Please <laughs> the, come back. The um, I think which other, hang on. I think Patsy Palmer's the red-haired woman from East EastEnders. Yes. Who's the one who was in Lethal Weapon Two? Patsy Kensit. Patsy Kensit. Now Patsy Kensit works in my radio station building. I do believe. Mm. And it's occasionally when she comes doing the bins. In, in, uh-huh. uh, when she comes out, uh, occasionally she'll have like uh, autograph hunters. But they're okay. like they're either pro autograph hunters or absolute psychopath um and so like, <laughs> i think there's a venn diagram crossover there <laughs> so they'll have like pre nice nice glossy prints that uh, she'll sign yeah that people will sign when they go out but there's this one woman who keeps turning up with like really erotic like kind of when she was like 19 to pay the bills <laughs> kind of pictures she's like i'm not signing that i'm not signing that <laughs> i always so i always get those two characters mixed up Man, um, out of the ring. Uh, another thing that happens before actually the last match, which I forgot to mention, mm. uh, Bob Backlund having like a really creepy chess match with the kid from Home Improvement yes. in the dark. Yes, and like, and then YPD guy who's interviewing. Yeah, dread, he's dread, He's dreadful. Yes, uh, he doesn't hit his cues properly, so Bob just looks a bit lost for words. Like he's been caught. He does in a dark room with a good-looking <laughs> child. It's like to catch a predator. It's dreadful. <laughs> It really is like that. It really is. Take a seat. And it's like that whole thing that Bob Backlund set the chess up so that if anyone comes in, he can go, no, 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 we were playing chess. <laughs> um, the, the thing I, and he's wearing a robe. That's the worst thing. <laughs> he's wearing a robe. The thing you're absolutely right about is it's Mike Technique and he, the, Nicholas Turturro, 
he gets it right to start with, where he goes, what are you doing to Bob Backman? Bob Backman goes, I'm playing chess with this young man. And then he goes back to the kid to speak. But then after that, he loses mic technique. <laughs> so he's asking Bob Backlund something, which you can hear. And Bob Backlund has to stay silent because he's aware the mic isn't coming over. <laughs> the mic doesn't come, so Bob Backlund will eventually speak. And then the mic comes over at the end. So the whole thing is like full of long, pregnant pauses. And Bob Backlund occasionally sort of going, problem with the people today. <laughs> it's just like, what's going <laughs> he's on? stuttering. I Man, didn't touch him. I did, this is normal. <laughs> and he's stood there. And it's not the worst mic technique. We'll see some terrible <laughs> mic technique later on in this show. But uh, yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then the NFL players turn up, and one of them looks like Toby Anstith. Yes, which he I'm does. Enjoy, doesn't I'm enjoying immensely. Yeah, there's um, it, it's just a, a weird little thing. This all star group who are around Lawrence Taylor. Uh, one of them is a guy called Steve Mongo McMichael, and <laughs> he was a huge wrestling fan, and he ended up having a couple of years run in WCW. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah he's cool. uh, he's uh, it, it's weird to see him probably ten years before he hits. Oh, no, no, probably five years before mm. he hits um, uh, WCW. Actually, it's less than that. It's probably two. Maybe right. even one. It's one year. I'm going to take it down to one <laughs> year. Three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, <laughs> it's early. Don't start, please. my Bigelow, uh, did he always have tattooed hair? Like he had tattoos in his hair? Was yes, that he had tattooed hair. Was that always his thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. yeah, yeah. He sort of got flames. Uh, and... of, it, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I've got so many wrestlers in my head. I'm like, did he always have tattooed head? <laughs> I quite liked his, um, his, his, his weird clothes he was wearing. I quite yes, like that. I, like, I, that, is, that is one of the few wrestling costumes that I would like to personally own and wear. <laughs> I, I think the Bam Bam Bigelow outfit is... 
as good a piece of design as you'll ever see. He had a pair of trunks which go over the leggings and the top. Mm. And if they line up perfectly, there's an uninterrupted sort of design. And I sort of go... Batman doesn't seem like the sort of guy who I think would be really fashion aware. But he nailed it there. Yeah, he you know, great. He really is good. I, I, he, he's great. Um, the next match is a, an I Quit match, which I think we've seen before. Yeah. Um, but um, You've never seen it done as badly as this. <laughs> <laughs> Bret Hart and Bob Backlund. Yeah. Uh, Bob Backlund, uh, possibly good that he lost because... He, Do you know, he might be going to prison anyway. <laughs> There's such a shame about this. So Backland was the old champion pre-Hogan. Right. He comes back. He has a short run. We saw him like lose to Razor Ramon at um, yeah. WrestleMania Nine. Uh, he just he, he's a, a throwback. But he mm. goes to Vince McMahon and says, "Look, why don't I become a bad guy? And I'll become a bad guy just by saying everything new is rubbish." Yeah. And he does it so well. And right. at a time when, apart from Shawn Michaels, there are no bad guys. Bob Backlund carries this company's bad guy thing. Okay, right. Now, back in the previous year in November, he and Bret Hart have a match where Backlund beats Hart for the championship. And it is a great match. Uh, there's a, a, a towel that's thrown in, so Bret Hart doesn't submit, but it's thrown in at the insistence of Owen, so that keeps that thing going. Yeah. And Backlund, it, the comeback was brilliant. And he did really, really well, but they, he was a transition. They wanted to get the belt on Diesel, yeah. so they had him lose to Diesel in something like eight seconds right. at Madison Square Garden, very quickly to move the belt over. So they come up to this one, and they've had some good matches, Brett and, and Bob Backlund. And yeah, I don't know. Brett, Brett Hart says this is the worst match he was ever in on a pay-per-view. He right. hates this match. Yeah. And I was watching it back. But you can see him at the end. He doesn't look happy at all. Furious. I mean, he looks so deflated. He looks, he looks like, you know, when he comes in, I think he's a bit unsure. Yeah. And by the time he goes out, you can just see him going, fucking hell. That's it. I mean, he's really, he's not angry with Backlund. I don't think Backlund's the problem. <laughs> the, the, the problem is they did an I quit match and they don't have a proper match in between. So all they're doing is going from one submission to another. Mm. And the crowd are just like, this, is, this isn't, this is long before UFC is big. Mm. So they're just watching this thing of grabbing an arm. And instead of having it, with a, uh, the possibility of it ending quickly, mm. you've got Roddy Piper as a guest referee, slightly, I think, as a welcome back after this sort of Horian trial where yes. he was very pro-WWE or, or certainly didn't damage them. Mm. They bring him back and he's got this awful thing of he's continually shouting, what do you say? What yeah. do you say? Because they're supposed to say, I quit. I quit, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it just destroys. It sounds rubbish. He sticks the mic in. He does it too and many when times. The mic comes, I know, too... constantly. And the mic comes in and they have to go, uh, uh. Yeah. And it's just, it's awful. It's the, so bad. The, the, the pop that they get, the excitement that comes um, when Roddy appears is like pretty good. It's like, oh, wow, like people get really excited. And yeah. It is quite exciting. Um, there's a lovely shot of a, a dad with a kid on his shoulder. And the dad cannot believe Roddy, Roddy Piper is back. Yeah. He's like, he's got, oh my God. And yeah. the kid, and he looks at his kid and his kid's just looking on going, I'm four. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> I'm four years you old. You just wait till you see Bob Backlund, kid. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so, it's so bad. It's, uh, um, uh, it's, do you know what? It's impossible to imagine that these two could have had a worse match at any other time. It was, su it was such a know? mess and like, and it and the actual submission, yeah, you don't even get a clip. He doesn't even say I quit. The worst thing in the world. Like the worst then, thing in the world. I I don't know. I don't know whether Backlund didn't quite get that, yeah. or whether Piper or Backlund is waiting to ramp up the excitement yeah. of which there's none. Yeah. And then, but what happens is he says nothing. Yeah. And, and then, then they ring the Piper bell. Call, yeah. And the, and the audience sort of yeah. go, Yay! Yeah. And it's Bret Hart stands there, and there's something wrong with with the fucking music. So when Bret Hart is standing up there, his music just sounds like a fucking fart mouse. A mouse <laughs> fighting. 
standing up there and just going, I don't want to do this job anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do and then, it. And then Bob Backlund's interviewed as he goes out. Amazing. And he could... It, it was brilliant. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the mad Bob Backlund bit. But yeah. like, he could have tidied up that mess do you know by, what? Saying, by saying, oh, man, I quit, but yeah. oh, I'm still mental. I, I, I but tell he you just what, went full mental. Jim Ross, <laughs> the greatest commentator in the business, he... He makes the fucking wrong move, which is having seen Backlund go, uh, uh, and then go, right, it's over. Yeah. Jim Ross says, his opening line is, I never thought I'd hear you say the words, I quit, Bob. Never thought you'd say them. He never fucking <laughs> he never did. He said it. He went, no. He didn't. He says nothing. What <laughs> a disastrous match. It, it's a proper disaster. Uh, a lot of people do think of WrestleMania 11 as being the worst WrestleMania of all time. Right, okay. It really is. There's not one match so far that has been purely enjoyable no but, uh, but any say when you get Bret Hart and Bob Ackland in a ring together and they produce something as bad as that mm. you know nothing's going to save this night but what I uh, would say to those people who think that this uh, Wrestlemania is the worst they've not watched every Wrestlemania starting at one <laughs> over the last six months this one this one is short <laughs> and it's not it's not I don't know it, it is do you know what it's not it's not good yeah but there are other ones that are longer and worse <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next match is uh, Diesel uh, and Shawn Michaels, where we finally see Pamela Anderson and uh, Jenny McCarthy yep. uh, entering the fray, good, so to speak. Good little, a um, uh, couple of bits that they do, just a little um, uh, interview with Diesel yes. and Todd yeah, Pettengill. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first time you hear a WWF crowd boo the hero champion. Right. So they go, it's Diesel, and the crowd audibly go, boo. Mm. And you see in Diesel's eyes, he goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> uh, and it throws him. So when they do the first line... He has his first, you know, it's his big WrestleMania promo and yeah. he sits there and he goes, Big Daddy Cool came here to do one thing. That's regain. Hold on to the belt. <laughs> he says he just gets it wrong. And it's oh, just, no. you can see there, you go, oh, this guy's confidence is shot. This is why you didn't make it in the Bundesliga of basketball <laughs> in Germany. Yes. This is With your big, why? long legs. Your big, long, stupid yeah. legs. Yeah, this is, this is so... This is Vince McMahon resetting, and he's going, we need a new Hulk Hogan. Lex Luger hasn't worked. I'm going to go with this guy. Mm. Kevin Nash, he's not been around for very long, but he's 35. He's not been wrestling that long. He's had this sort of, you know, semi-pro basketball career mm. on a, on a lowish level. Yeah. I think, was he was he in Europe? Yes, Germany, yeah. Germany, yeah. Got you. So he, he's... He's he's a freshish face. He's been in WCW with some of the worst gimmicks of all time. Mm. He starts with a tag team called the Master Blasters, which uh, they have one match. They are some of the worst in-ring performers you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. He then gets remade into a thing called Oz, which he comes Oz. out with an old man wizard mask on and a cape. <laughs> and it's sort of like something to do with... The reason it was was WCW at the time was owned by Turner, and they'd recently bought the colorized archive of MGM. <laughs> so they had the rights to the Wizard of Oz. So they went, let's make a wrestler Oz, and that will be a good fertile cross-promotion between our colorized film division. I would love to be in a position where I'm trying to homogenize, sort of like, make how, up this where do linking these two, where brand. Do these, where do these two meet? They don't. They just, they just don't. So he's just had these awful gimmicks. He then is, is called Vinny Vegas, and he's a sort right. of Las Vegas gambler. Right. And when they bring him over, they bring him over as Diesel and he's a sort of bodyguard to Shawn Michaels, right. wearing a lot of Sergio Ticini, and he's it, it just mint 90s wear. <laughs> and then he becomes Diesel, and they really go, this is the guy. And the longer they have him in a position of uh, being at top of the card, yeah. the quicker they can see that the audience is just going through the floor. Yeah, M Not really his, his fault. fault. Yeah. It's the fault of what the WWE is at the time, you know, the way it's, it's perceived in wider culture, mm. the problems they're having. It's not Kevin Nash's fault. But it's you can see there, everyone's just going, bollocks, 
we've we've launched something here and we don't know what it is. Step in, Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels will get a great match out of this guy mm. and Diesel will look like a million dollars. Or what will happen is that Shawn Michaels will be so good <laughs> that everyone will start going, we love Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and Diesel will be in an even worse place than he was before. We love Shawn Michaels, uh, even though he is dressed like a male stripper if he had to do a routine based <laughs> on the TV show Blossom yeah. from the 90s. He's wearing like a leather beret, yeah. little round glasses. Yep. And a, and a kooky earring. You used to be able to buy all of that in the WWE merchandise Fantastic. shop. Fantastic. You could buy the little leather hat that My would make you look God. like a, a gay sort of Parisian fisherman <laughs> from the 40s. The little, you could get uh, the little glasses. I think I've got the little glasses. You Lovely. could even buy the cut-off red leatherette gloves that he had that had on them. Heartbreak kid. Nice. I mean, he was brilliant. Primo. But the crowd cannot wait to see him. Yeah. There's a funny thing about Shawn Michaels where in the early WrestleManias, he doesn't quite look like the Shawn Michaels he became. Mm. And the division between last year and this year, he suddenly looks like a main event. Right. There's, there's something about the, 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 his face, the poise, the confidence, everything. Like, it's just everything he is, I think, I think in this, he's 29. He's been wrestling like, for a I'm, decade. Geez. And he, is, he has got this thing where he's gone, I've just seen all of these big fucking plodding guys. I've seen the door shut on them because yeah. of this steroid trial. Yeah. I'm better in the ring. And he goes out there and goes, if I make a good deal of this, I'm the future of this business. Mm. And what you get over the next couple of years is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels both going with the future of the business. And they're, they're banging heads to work it out. But this is the first time where you see Shawn Michaels go, I, I'm, I should be in the main event. I'm not in the main event because there's this Bam Bam Bigelow, Lawrence Taylor. I am going to be the main event. Mm. But he's not doing it for that night. He's doing it for the next 10 years. He's going, I am going to be the star. And that's what he does. Mm. It is a masterpiece in watching. It's a funny thing because you've got a big fan favorite in Diesel. So he's as in a, a big blue eyes, a big yeah. good guy. And you've got a small heel. Well, it should be the other way around. Mm. You know, the, the good guy should be overcoming insurmountable odds. Yeah. So naturally, as an audience, you're going, this little guy is really pulling out all the stops to beat this big guy. Mm. That's problem one. Problem two, Diesel's wrestling and it's fine, but Shawn Michaels is giving you a show. Yeah. And you can just see the longer it goes, the more the audience want him to win. Yeah. And do you remember <laughs> when we saw uh, like WrestleMania six, where Hogan loses to Warrior yeah. and then runs out and gets the belt and makes it all about yeah, him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a classic bit here where Shawn Michaels, right at the end, goes, fuck you. And so Diesel does his powerbomb finisher. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels really over-rotates. And he basically lands on his own feet and then just falls over. And Diesel just goes, what the fuck? I'm... And he just pins him. And it looks like, <laughs> what the fuck happened there? That looked crap. And it was a weird thing where Shawn Michaels is refusing to go, I'll take the big move and look destroyed. Yeah. I'll just make it look like there's a fuck up and then I had to lose. And so he's really fucking Diesel over. It's magic. Fantastic. And absolutely grade A shitty performance. Well yeah. done. But it's still uh, one of the best matches. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, it definitely. should not have been the second to last match. Let's no, make that very no. clear. And Shawn Michaels goes out to go, you made the wrong decision here. Yeah. You made the wrong decision. I, I am the showstopper. Yeah. I, am, I, am, I will close the show. It's the best match Sid has been involved in. Oh, isn't it? Let me make that very Sid's clear. Sid's actually not terrible here. I like him as a sort of big <laughs> lump. And yeah. Shawn Michaels as well, in this time when you've got men minotaurs and everyone's a cowboy, or everyone's a bin man, or everyone's a pig farmer. Shawn Michaels, his character is, I am Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and this is probably 4% more than I'm like in real life. <laughs> and it's the best character on the show. Absolutely yep. 
great. And I like the fact that he just kept um, attacking the paparazzi. <laughs> smooshing their faces and stuff like that. It's, it's really good. The crowd also boo when Diesel goes to give him the finishing move. Yeah. Everybody at this time loves the powerbomb move. You right. just can't get enough of it. To mm. boo that because you don't want to see Shawn Michaels lose. Yeah. If, if you were Diesel, you'd have gone home that night and you'd just cried in your pillow. Mm. You'd gone, well, this is over. Pamela Anderson uh, looking very much like a little doll. She looks so small. Doesn't she? Like a little, I, understand, I kind of understand the mania now. Because mm. she was always like this kind of like very 90s kind of robust kind of, not even Rubenesque, just kind of pneumatic kind yeah. of like, you know, silicon yeah. woman. Um, but there, she's, she's so delicate and she tiny. She is. She's like a little flower. Yeah. But I suppose like if you're, you know, being photographed next to Bundy, <laughs> you know, you do look pretty good. Yeah. She, um, she's dreadful. She, the, <laughs> she, she, she comes out having not wanted to accompany Shawn Michaels yeah. to the ring. Uh, so she's accompanied Diesel. She she doesn't like the the whole scene. You can tell. Mm. She gets to the ring and she just can't. Her hands are just clasped together with a sort of like, please don't anyone touch me or ask me to do anything. <laughs> At the end, they have to get into the ring to sort of celebrate with Diesel. Mm. Um, and Vince McMahon, as I was typing these words, said exactly the same thing. He went to the victor, the spoils. <laughs> um, so I like the fact that he's sort of going. He's won this, so he gets to shag them both, which <laughs> I thought was. Christ. And then then. <laughs> Jerry Lawler says, just goes to show you, McMahon, you can't trust women. Yeah, wow. That's, that's the lesson I took out of this. <laughs> about watching Shawn Michaels versus Diesel. And I thought, you know what the lesson is here? Don't trust women. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, wow. Of course, Jerry Lawler shouldn't trust women because sometimes they... Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor Thomas then comes in as well. Mm. Um, I presume Diesel will now also get to fuck him. <laughs> what a wonderful spoils. night. Oh, and here's Nicholas Totoro. <laughs> to the victor, the spoils. <laughs> Sid's just in the room. <laughs> looking like what Flea thinks he looks Stick like. Stick your the dick in her ear! Thank you, thank you, Sid. Um, and then the main event, uh, Bam yeah. Bam Bigelow versus Lawrence Taylor. I um, don't know why Bam Bam Bigelow uh, attacks Salt and Pepper. Just, again, messy match, just a mess. Yeah, it really mess. is. It really is. This is um, this was a huge deal. This is the first time they really, apart from Mr. T at WrestleMania, yes. they managed to get a big, big star. star in the ring to do mm. a wrestling match. Yeah, um, what, He's brilliant. He is amazing. For a punter, effectively, yeah. he's brilliant. A, a he first does ever move, match. proper moves. Uh, it, it is remarkable. The one thing that you really see, and again, this is something that I don't think he realised, is he has a massive adrenaline dump. Yeah, okay. And so he's going on, and suddenly there's just a moment, and it's like the lights have turned off, and he cannot, <laughs> he cannot stop looking at the ground. He is literally this is harder than devastated. I, <laughs> I mean, he, he, is, he cannot move. And so there's bits where you'd sort of go, oh, if this was me, what you need to do now is get up. And you realise <laughs> he can't physically get up. And so Bam Bam Bigelow, who is twice his size, mm. girth-wise, um, Bam Bam has to do everything. And you just see this brilliant thing where Bam Bam Bigelow puts on probably the greatest WrestleMania performance insofar as he has someone who is a total novice mm. who suddenly has shut down. Yep. And Bam Bam Bigelow basically does another 15 minutes with him. Incredible. And it's, it's just amazing. Um, I, I, a lot of people at the time were really furious about this match mm. because they said it exposes the business. How can you have someone who is a non-wrestler, come in and, and beat well. one of your big yeah. wrestlers in the biggest match of the year. Yeah. Um, I think, in retrospect, what did it matter? Mm. You know, it didn't matter. It was a big sort of bit of celebrity. It was exciting. People were talking about it. I mean, obviously yeah. not so much here. The match itself is pretty good. Yeah. It's not I terrible. It. No. It's, it's not it. terrible. No. It's, um, uh, he, he actually went onto a podcast with uh, Ric Flair, um, Lawrence Taylor, fairly recently, to talk about it. And Vincent Mann asked him to, to take part and 
Lawrence Taylor had sort of said, I'm not 100% sure. He said, when I met Bam Bam, I decided, yes, I can do this. And it was a great experience for me. It was so different and it was exciting. The atmosphere we had, salt and pepper singing and everything, it was just a great atmosphere. Mm. Um, it's a funny thing where he doesn't sort of ever really talk about how exhausted he got because that is the thing i've never ever seen anyone be so tired in the ring when he wins they try and get him off the floor the players and he can't get off the floor and they put him on their shoulders and he's just all like he's like like a little dried up spider because he's all pulled in and sort of like oh and his son comes in the ring and gives him a hug and he can't lift his head it's just an amazing thing and it did make me sort of go Christ, even like people who i detest like the blue the the, you know the the jacob and eli blue I sort of go, wow, they're, they're really super fit. Because when you watch Lawrence Taylor, a massive athlete doing this, he almost dies. Um, I, I, I saw some figures. Um, I think he was paid 150 grand for right. this. Um, someone, I think Bam Bam Bigelow over the years said I got paid a quarter of a million pounds for the match. I don't think that happened. No. Um, but it's, um, I mean, well done, Bam Bam. Yeah. Well fucking done. Um Fun yeah, uh, apparently, uh, as soon as Lawrence Taylor got through the curtain, they had to put him in a wheelchair. <laughs> and just, just one last thing. This is historically, it's a very important night. Okay. It's backstage. Uh, a guy who's just, uh, he's finished his non-compete from WCW, and he's about to start his uh, wrestling career, is uh, Jean-Paul Levesque, who ah. is Triple H. And it's the first night that he meets Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash. Oh, amazing. And they will, of course, go on to have a long and storied history. Oh, lovely. Very nice. I'm looking forward to the next one now. <laughs> I'm as tired as Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> Let's get out of here, Mark. Let's do it. We've been Mark Haynes and Pete Donaldson, and we are Wrestle Me. Get to the show, reviews on iTunes, and we'll see you next time for Summer Slam. Can you feel the heat? Yes. It's fucking hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.